This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Shay Stevens. Former President Donald Trump has won the first Republican nominating contest of the 2024 election cycle. Trump easily beat his GOP rivals to take first place and up to 20 delegates, despite two impeachments and 91 criminal charges still pending. He thanked his supporters and challengers Monday night in West Des Moines. I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8 percent, almost 8 percent. And that's an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. Businessman Vivek Ramaswamy is suspending his campaign, citing low momentum. Coming in second in Iowa last night was Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, followed by former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley has told her supporters that both Trump and President Biden have hurt the economy and are consumed with the past. For the second time in less than one week, President Biden was in Pennsylvania on Monday. WHYY's Carmen Russell Slukansky reports on Biden's stop in Philadelphia. This was Biden's third Martin Luther King Day visit to Philabundance, a Philadelphia food bank. Arriving at the nonprofit, Biden set to work filling boxes with food and produce to be distributed to local families in need. He chatted with 24-year-old volunteer Daniela Wright, who didn't know until a few hours before who she would be working alongside. I was nervous. I would never in a million years thought I would get the chance to stand next to the president um, and serve next to him and for him to affirm and recognize the work that I'm doing and the work that we're all doing. This is also Biden's third trip to the key battleground state this month as the president begins cranking up his 2024 re-election campaign. For NPR News, I'm Carmen Russell-Sluchansky in Philadelphia. Dangerous wind chills are gripping much of the nation. A winter weather advisory was posted for the Buffalo area where an NFL playoff was delayed because of bitter cold and lake effect snow. Parts of the southeast are bracing for bitter cold and freezing rain, and the National Weather Service estimates that 150 million Americans are currently under a wind chill advisory or warning. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is out of the hospital after being discharged. Austin was recently treated for complications from prostate surgery he received in December. His absence created controversy over reports that the Biden administration was not immediately notified that Austin had been hospitalized. North Korea has abolished key government organizations that managed relations with South Korea. State media reports say the North's leader, Kim Jong-un, says he will no longer seek reconciliation with the South. The Korean Central News Agency says the decision was made Monday during a meeting of the country's parliament. You're listening to NPR News. Federal scientists say 2023 broke heat records around the planet, something that could be repeated this year. NPR's Lauren Summer has details. 2023 ended as the hottest year since record-keeping began in 1850. It was more than two degrees Fahrenheit hotter on average, according to data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Some of that heating came from El Nino, a climate pattern where heat from the ocean is released into the atmosphere. But the biggest driver was human-caused climate change. Every decade since the 1980s has been hotter than the previous one. 
77 countries had their hottest average temperatures ever recorded, according to an analysis from scientists at Berkeley Earth. In 2023, nowhere on Earth experienced a record or near-record cold average temperature. With El Nino continuing, scientists say 2024 could be even hotter, with a chance to take over the number one spot. Lauren Summer, NPR News. Iran is claiming responsibility for missile strikes in Syria and near the U.S. Embassy in Iraq's semi-autonomous region. In a statement on social media, Iran's Revolutionary Guard said it struck what it called terrorist operations, including ISIS targets in Syria. Another statement claimed that the Guard hit Israeli intelligence agency headquarters in the Kurdish region. The Kurdish Security Council says four civilians were killed in the attack and several others were wounded. On Asia-Pacific market shares are mostly lower, but up a fraction in Shanghai and down nearly 2% in Hong Kong. This is NPR News.